Hey guys, welcome, welcome to episode number three of the Lean Into Life podcast and number 38 overall. Um, delighted to welcome um, life coach uh, Thomas McCormack on for a chat today. Uh, Thomas also goes by the handle of the authentic, authenticity coach, which I love, and we'll, we'll dive into a bit about authenticity later on. Um, but I just, I just went to his homepage there earlier on on his website and you're hit with a brilliant quote from him. And it goes like this, real goals are set out with the purpose of falling in love with life and yourself. That's that's brilliant. I love that. Um, he also talks about the three C's, which we're going to talk about as well. Clarity, confidence and connection. Um, uh, Thomas also is a speaker. He, he facilitates workshops um, and, um, you know, really looking forward to the conversation. I think you guys are going to get a lot from it. Um and uh, to top things off, he's a he's a mayo man, fellow mayo man. So, <laughs> good or bad, up to yourself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is Sam McGuire going? I don't know. We won't talk about that. But uh, yeah, delight to have him on. So, without further ado, welcome Thomas to the Lean Into Life podcast. Thanks a million for uh, having me, Michael. Great to be here. A conversation. What's uh, the, the the fuel for life is conversation so yeah great to be here i love that fuel for life um that's no, brilliant first question um how how are you how's life uh you're uh, i know you're originally from mayo you're in galway now is it yeah in galway now since uh december um and life is life is great uh galway is good it's a great little place um, um and i'm enjoying it yeah and uh, how's the last sort of 15 months been for yourself and um and obviously we're a, a worldwide uh thing going on uh how, how have you been how, how's it all gone sort of professionally personally um it's been on all on all accounts across kind of everything it's been uh up and down uh to yeah. be honest uh it literally just before it all kicked off in february i made the decision to move home to mayo um there's a lot of reasons but one of them was i originally had it was like writing on to move everything online gonna travel um and then, and then there was just um there's a, there's a lot of different stories, so, but there was a feeling like, yeah, I'm, I've had 10 years in Dublin, it's time to move. Went to Mayo, spent a couple of months there, and then when I knew nothing was going to be moving too fast, uh, then I moved to Galway. And it's been, personally, I've loved the space. I've loved, um, I, I won't say all the time, but I've loved the space a lot of the time. It's given a lot of time for slowing down, really reassessing things, uh, great time for reflection. Um so for the most part, it's been great. And then there's been times where uh, you just want to go and do things and you want to see people and you want to connect with people and you want to kind of um, just experience life like we're supposed to. And uh, kind of, you know, took us away from a lot of the things that are just innately human, just connection, um, just spontaneity. Spontaneity was taken away. It does a lot of things. Um, yeah. So, it's uh, yeah, it's been up and down, but really good. I've learned a lot and I'd say I've... Uh, over the last fifteen months, I think I've um, I've developed in a way that maybe I wouldn't have might have taken a couple of years to do because I've just really gone gone inwards, which is the place I love going to. So yeah, so it's yeah. been all kinds of everything. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. As I said, yeah, it's been a bit of a lot of up and downs, but I think uh, um, you know, I think personally myself, I'm going to come out a lot a lot better person. You know, um, and I said that looking inward, which we're going to talk about, and I know you talk about a lot on your on your page. That looking inward instead of looking for external um, sources, uh, you know, we tend to get caught up in in you know chasing that uh, 
external, whatever it is, whether it be happiness, um, and we, we forget to, to look within. But um, I just want to touch a little bit on your sort of story and how the authenticity coach and how the life coach came about. And I was reading, I think, on your website there um, about maybe around sort of 2015, 2016, you I think it was all working was it in marketing or something and you you felt a bit stuck you felt a bit lost what how did that shift come about um into what you're doing now um and you've been doing for the last number of years uh, Thomas yeah so there's um so I guess essentially how it came about was I was in college in Pats in Dublin and when I went into Pats uh I loved it um it was connecting with people all day it was the things I didn't know that I absolutely loved yeah. which was one-to-one conversations all the time uh, interacting with people there was a lot of freedom in the college kind of um the way college is set up there's freedom to kind of do what you want go where you want talk to who you want to talk to and I loved that and as a result I ended up being involved in events for the college and when I left college in Pats I didn't really know what I wanted to do so I stuck with what I knew which was running events so it was nightclub events um uh, so I went into that and um it's funny I'll never I'll never forget I wouldn't have been aware enough at the time to know what the feeling and different things meant but I'll never forget the first day in the office um uh we ended the, the the few of us that were working together at the time got in office and uh I was looking out in one of the first days and there was a feeling and it was and it was raining and it was drizzly and it was early September and I just wasn't in touch with myself enough to know what that meant because <laughs> it's like you know the, this it's like that pathetic fallacy thing that the, the weather wasn't telling me what it was feeling my the weather was reflecting what I was feeling inside yeah, I get you yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's, uh, that's so I was like, what's going on here? So, and then I just went on a journey of, you know, you're, you're working in nightclubs um, and in Pats, I was doing it like, cause I loved it and the people I was around and stuff and there's great energy around it. Um, and then, uh, and then, and then just after college, it just became only about, you know, now this is a full-time job. This is what you do. But it was really a job at about, um, you know, putting on events and, um, and there was plenty of good times to be fair. It afforded me a lot of, um, freedom and ability to travel and do things um but just slowly over time it was like it wasn't all at once it was like slowly over time my energy or zest for life just started to leave me okay and I, d- I didn't really know or understand what was going on I don't think for a long time and then it just started to become so obvious I was like my um a housemate said to me you know I used to be coming in buzzing and bouncing off people and all of a sudden I'm not uh, and another friend uh, just had a conversation with me. He was like, look, um, he kind of alerted me to the world of life coaching. And a long story short, then I, I'd done the coaching course and loved it. It was like walking into to, to Pat's again. I walked in, I was like, oh, there's something about this place. There's a feeling about this place that feels right. Walking into the coaching course, it would have been one of the youngest there, but it just felt right. The conversations were rich. It was there was like so much substance, yes. a lot of substance and depth that was missing from being in the nightclub industry. And then it just once again just started to pull at you. And that fear of change, the fear of do I trust myself, the fear of am I good enough? Uh, uh, how can I make this work? And when you're leaving such safety in a lot of ways, but some of the elements that we kind of need to kind of that are soulful for us that required for that like connection to ourselves they were they're all missing and I, I didn't have the skills at the time to connect to them at the same time as may, maybe I could have connected to it in different ways outside of the job but it was just too far gone and I got a text one day onto the phone and I don't know I just knew just the text came in from one of the lads I was like oh I'm done <laughs> I was like this is game over just called back my dad said look this is what I'm thinking didn't really have a plan uh uh, they were like they've always supported whatever I, I I do once I'm happy that I in doing it, 
and called a friend of mine who would have trained as uh, a friend of mine, Niall, who would have trained as a coach. And I just messaged him and said, here, look, can you, would you be free later on for a call this evening? I want you to kind of um, help me more as a coach, well, as a coach and as a friend. But, yeah. and he did. And we had a conversation on the phone and just, just, just gave me that sense of clarity. Like um, just really was with me, wasn't trying to direct me, uh, give me a sense of what was important for me at the time. And we got off the phone and, uh, you know, you know the way in Dublin there. Well, for me anyway, when I was in Dublin, it was very rare you see, uh, you know, a shooting star or anything like that. So, <laughs> get off the phone with Niall. Look up shooting star. I was like, well, I don't know if that was for me, but I'm taking it that that I'm, was for I'm, me. I'm taking it. I'm I'm owning that. That's my. Style. I'm gone. <laughs> Game over. Um, and uh, yeah, that's that was the. Wow. That was the um, the mo- it was it was a slow thing that just happened over time. I think a lot of people can relate to when you get into something. But, you know, it's just a part of the journey of life and the education system doesn't really put us in touch with ourselves. But slowly, you know, you know, when there's the energy missing, you just something starts to happen. Yeah, um, no, it's funny. And it, it is, as I said, I spoke pretty briefly before we, we started going up, you know, when I was younger, you know, you you kind of fall into something and you don't really know you're that, you know, you, know, you haven't really lived enough or, or you don't really maybe know yourself inwardly enough to to know where you're going um and then you know it's it's later on in life and i said this i think i mentioned to you earlier maybe 2015 2016 i was running sort of the fitness services for a, a group of five stars down in, in kalani like a lovely place i've been about seven years and i'd be worked in another hotel kind of and i'd kind of was over that and i was kind of losing a bit of love for the industry and i don't know actually how i came across the whole life coaching i think i was searching for something online and something popped up in the and uh, i think again like the shooting star i think it was meant to be but i remember what you said there about I went for a, like a, it was like an, a, a certificate kind of weekend before you then, you could then go on and do the, the H dip in it. And I went up to Dublin and, and I left that weekend and I was like, you know, that it was amazing to be in a group and that energy within a group of people from all different walks of life, different ages, as you said earlier on, but the substance and, and the, as you said, the richness of, of the conversation, I was like floating on air, going down on the train back down south and I mm. Something just happened here, like, and I was, it was my comment right in the end, you know, when they go around and say, what did you get from this weekend? And I was like, I was just said, I've, I've literally got goosebumps here. Like, you know, the whole weekend, um, just people who just are there to, they're they're just service provider. They're just good people who want to help people, you know? So it was this such a positive uh, and the facilitator was really good. You know, Uh, he, he'd been in the game since I think he'd learned from the guy who actually started in America but he was, he was, he blew me away as well with his knowledge and stuff. And I was like, wow, this, this is something like, you know, um, and I think that started me on the journey. And I think a psychotherapist friend of mine, then I said, oh, do you want to do some talks and things with her? And it just kind of grew from there, but uh, just quoting again from your, your website there. And I think it's a perfect sums up what life coaching is. I just want to read it back to you because sometimes, you know, you, you're trying to explain it to people. And what you said there, it's not about, you know, you telling people what to do, you're, you're kind of drawing it out of them. So it's like, you're, you're asking those powerful questions, um, you know, rather than like giving someone, you know, a simple solution, people say, Oh, can you sort me out or do this? But it's, you know, it's not that. So I just want to read the quote just for the guys and, you know, who are listening. And I think it's beautiful the way you put it. So in a world that teaches you to look outside for endless uh, streams of answers to our greatest questions, I work with people who are ready to look in and create real, meaningful and sustainable change. I think that's, that's, 
that just sums up. And it, I think we were asked a question on the HTIP course then, I think in my one, and it said, like, write down what you define life coaching as. And I think you can, I couldn't have done any better than that. That's, that's perfect. Um, and is it something, you know, that you, if someone say, you know, a client calls you, um, is that, is that something how you explain to people about what you do and what you do as a coach? I, I, I kind of have different ways. I've, I just learned my own style over time. It's not, uh, learning something off and stuff, but my, my, my to be honest, my best way of explaining to someone what coaching is, is to give them an experience of coaching. Yeah. So if someone, cause it's, it's, um, it's like, it's that information over transformation piece. And then, and then the piece where coaching really has value is that it's, it's, it's integration over information. Okay. So it's having a conversation on the phone and um, being just, you know, completely trusting in where it goes. And uh, when I'm explaining to somebody, it's, you know, somebody might call up just for, is this for me? Is this not for me? Um, how can I know? And then I'll coach them for a half an hour. It might be 45 minutes. And at the end, it might be, oh, this sounds really good. And, and they, they, they've, got a bit, they've got a sense of it then. By the end of the call, they know what their own needs are. And then I can tell them whether I'm the coach that can work with that or not. And they can also know at the end of the call, well, these are what my needs are, and I'm not the coach for you to work with, which means at least now they're leaving with clarity and they know what their needs are. Yeah. So it's uh, that's kind of my way of doing it. I find stories and metaphor are a really good way of explaining what it is because it's not a it's not a it's not a thing of it's not a because every single person in the world is so unique and their experience of what it is to be them yeah. in this world and how they relate to others. Um, one, like for example, the way you explained it there is a lovely way of doing it. Um, but some people read that and be like, what? what does that mean? I don't get it. But if you, if you talk to them and, and just, you know, ask questions to kind of bring them more sense of clarity of where they're at at this moment in time, and now they've got experience and all of a sudden they see something they haven't seen before. And like, ah, oh, there it is. Yeah. And that, that that's, that's a great way. It, it is, it's practice. It's practical. Like, you know, and I said, that's where that discovery call comes in and, and seeing if the coaching is for them. And is, is it something that they, that is that what they think it is? Or if it's not, as I said, it's, it's not for them and it's not for them. But uh, as you said, they need to kind of get in and I said, and speak to a coach and find out um, for themselves. And I know you mentioned clarity there a couple of times. I know you put onto your sort of your, your Instagram uh, sort of um, handle, so to speak, you know, the three C's there, clarity, confidence and connection. Um, maybe just uh, briefly kind of talk about how those three are sort of integrated. Yeah. And um, so it's realistically, it's all going back to, I guess, my own journey. I had not really a lot of clarity myself on who I was and the big question was always asking myself when I came around to it was well, who am I and what matters to me and what do I care about and how can I be fully embodied in that more of the time to express myself in the world in a way that makes a genuine difference in the lives of other people um, and I can say it there it sounds actually quite fluid there when I'm saying it but before it would have been I like people uh, um, and, and that would have been it like I wouldn't really have had much around that so yeah. For me, it was going on that journey myself. And I just find that, like, you know, out there, people that seem to come with me, even if they know nothing about my journey, there's some sort of resonance. And it's around getting clarity on who they are, what matters to them. Um, I actually only had a conversation last night with um, uh, a lady, and she would say, Well, I'm very, you know, I'm confident in my job, but I wouldn't say I'm confident. Okay. And 
I was trying to point out, you know, we can be, anyone can be confident um, once they practice in the, in, in the art of doing something. Mm. So, you know, I've been going into the sea since December. Now I'm confident again to say no problem at all. But there's my self-esteem, which I think some people call confidence, which is my thinking about what, what the, um, or the way I see it is that it's, it's the thinking that I have about myself and the incongruencies that exist that I'm not aware of. That makes me wonder, where am I? Am I good enough? Making me think I have to dress a certain way, portray myself a certain way, because I'm not content enough in my own skin. Yeah. And that's that's where the, it's really how can, who are we when we're comfortable in our own skin, that regardless of most of the rooms that we walk into, we're happy to be there. Because we know, oh, this is for me, amazing. Oh, it's not for me, that's okay. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, yeah. it's not my room. And um, and then the connection part, is, it's would it be, it'll be my top value, like so, soulful connection. It's, um, for me, it's kind of how I see the world. It's where do you, the connection you have yourself kind of really aligns with your life. The stronger the connection you have with yourself, awareness of yourself, how you show up the best, um, the people you connect with, what you connect with, where your curiosity shows up with, you know, your curiosity and your connection to what you're curious about um, and having as much of that in your life as possible. It just creates this energy that you're starting to slowly um turn up the dial on in yourself. And the more you turn up the dial on that life, you don't have to worry as much about the outside things or figuring everything out because it starts to slowly come to you. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of going back to what you're saying about, you know, the, the way I say it is, you know, outside in, inside out, we can live our life outside in. We're always going to be looking for stuff then and trying to figure things out and who are we, but if we can go in a little bit more often, we start to worry less about the outside piece because the outside piece looks after itself. Yeah. And that's where the, clarity confidence and connection kind of comes together connection to self yeah. brings you clarity about yourself gives you confidence about you and who you are in this world that's brilliant i really loved that connection um thanks for that and it's funny you said i think you asked you, you said it earlier on at the beginning of that answer um i remember in, in a in a client session once and it might have been i don't know what number session it was but um i, I said to her i said to the, the girls like um i asked her like who are you and she was actually really struck by it because it was like she she said if you'd asked me that maybe two two or three weeks ago I, I wouldn't have known who I was now she, I think she was come from a maybe a relationship had ended and she wasn't sure about work and this and that so but she was maybe getting a bit more clarity as we were going through the sessions and stuff but like it's like it, it is it's, it sounds a simple question but it's quite a profound question because you know a lot of people label oh I'm a teacher or I'm a nurse or I'm a you know, they, you know, defined by their occupation. And then, you, you know, you're going to retire sometime and then you're going to, you know, you might want to change jobs. And I remember as I chat to you before we went on and talking about, you know, t Tony, Tony O'Regan there. Um, again, he's, he's a, a sports psychologist now. And uh, I remember in one of the group chats that we were in, in our, in our Zoom course, he was talking about, you know, he was an accountant for 10 years or something. And then, you know, that wasn't for him. So it's not, you know, you don't have to define yourself on what you, what you are. But when I actually asked her, who are you, you know, it was like, actually, wow, do you know, that's, you know, it's a really powerful question. There's something you, you've, you know, you've, you've, um, you've used as well, Thomas. Is it? Yeah. I love the, uh, I love the, 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 who are you question? <laughs> Cause like you're saying, it's the, it just, um, just in general, well, not even general, but sometimes it depends on the person you're with. You get a sense of, um, you know, for having, I love bumping into strangers and having conversations and some of them will love it. Uh, but it's the, it just comes up so often. We're very identified with, um, once again, outside of us, like um, teacher, a life coach. Like I'm, 
I'm like I'm Thomas, the person, Thomas itself, my name. That that in itself is still a label. It's just how people identify me. But life coaching is what I do, but it's not who I am. But if we're very lucky, what we do will be an expression of who we are. Yeah, love that. And yeah. that's that's where once again the connection of um that's the difference, yeah. yeah. Um but no, I've I've found that really um really powerful. And you know what I say sometimes is you know, you might have clients who come in and they're a little bit um you know, it could be a bit foggy. They could be a bit, you know, not too sure what I really want to do or where I am. And I remember a client and that just shows, you know, that power of, of the coach and the client and that connection, as you said earlier on, and we were going through the session and, and I think I, I did a little bit of a sort of a close your eyes exercise and just tried to maybe connect with his soul a little bit more, or his gut or whatever you want to call it. And, um, you know, just to breathe and just to think what he really wanted deep down. And, you know, he came up with this, and, and I said, I'll write it down on a piece of paper there if you, you know, if anything comes to you, do you know, that kind of way. So it's, it's unearthing um, and letting, letting him breathe, letting his, you know, and it's, it's, it's not, and it's one of the big factors, obviously, of life coaching is not, you know, you're not, you're not telling somebody you're un, un, unearthing it. And I remember reading a really good, I think I wrote it down because I forgot it was, but it was on the thing, it was on the course I did. It said, everybody knows what they need to know and when they need to know it. It's just they, the client brackets, doesn't know this. So it's kind of like, you know, I found that really good. It's like they, they know this, but they don't know. <laughs> so, and when he, when he actually came out, he started smiling. He came alive in, in the session and I was buzzing. Like I got chills then because he wrote down what he wanted to do. And he was actually, he wanted to do this YouTube thing. He was into stats and football, but to do like animation with it. Anyways, we had, did a few sessions. He was buzzing after it and we kept in contact now and again, but he sent me, this is only about two or three weeks ago. And this is probably about two years ago when we worked together. He sent me, he goes, here's a link to my YouTube channel. And uh, he had it all going on and he's been shared by a lot of kind of top, top channels and he's buzzing like, you know, and I was like, I was on a high then for the day. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, it's amazing. that buzz. And, and and is that how you kind of feel that, that sometimes that bit of an aha moment or whatever you want to call it, but, you know, both of us coach and client were on a high then. Do you know? So that, that shows just how powerful that, that can be. Um, and he knew it maybe, but he's just so clouded with everything else going on in his life at the time. It's really powerful. Yeah, it's like um, the way I kind of, I guess, always look at it is that everyone is born whole. Like, like I don't see anyone as having problems or anything wrong with somebody. Yeah. It's just a lack of clarity of self for people. And as we go on our journey of life, uh, everyone, most people mean well, but even, you know, parents, family, society, culture, where you went to school, experiences you've had, there's the stuff where you start to notice yourself, um, you know, stories that kind of um, resonate with you and, and stories that you pick up and bring you alive that can be really good for um, self-esteem, for example. And then there's the stories that you pick up that you think you've lived through, the social scripts of that we can pick up in all kinds of different places, like, you know, you're, if you don't come first, you're not good enough. Um, uh, and there's that, you know, the, the, the scripture on perfection and who you should be and the kind of the trajectory of life that you should be following that we pick up from all these different places. But one of them, um, uh, if they're not for us, they build up a wall around us. And then uh, we find it hard to see ourselves in it. So it becomes quite murky. And then on the other side of things, there's the experience that really like, they're kind of telling you something about you, but it's really, you know, the way we're wired, we're kind of, we're always kind of almost looking for the places where we don't show up as opposed to the places where we do show up. So coaching really, it's just, it really brings people back to themselves and help them seize for this, themselves what deep down they already know at one level, but they just need someone to um, bring it from their subconscious into their into the conscious. conscious, like that that insight, that 
moment and you know something i've learned over time is insights look very different for 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 people some people it's like oh my goodness and they're yeah. like yes. you can see it and then other people you don't you just have to notice the subtle shift and then yes. give space to that like word that integrate breathe, again that breathe, yeah. okay um i just want to talk to you a little bit about goals and i know you put up a post recently i think it was on your instagram about um goals and some people's kind of maybe an obsession with goals and five years and three-year plans and this and that and you quoted which is one of my favorite books of all time you know bonnie Ware, and i think i've got that um that from uh, i think jerry hossey when he's on the podcast uh, gave me that book as a recommendation and i went and read it and it did it blew my mind as well um and so good yeah um and you said about sometimes if we can be obsessed of three five steps down the line we miss out on some opportunities and i find that really powerful um you might just kind of develop that a little bit for the listeners um because you know if we're not present enough sometimes we can okay in three or five years time i'm going to be here and you forget what could happen that day do you know yeah um yeah i just uh it's just um it, it's just something just in general from conversations from people i work with from uh just kind of across a load of different places coming across everyone's so obsessed with goals it's becoming a it, it's it's really becoming um like goals are important don't get me wrong um but yeah. it's 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 when we're it's that attachment piece when you're so attached to them you miss out on everything like the way i see goals goals is a great place to create movement it creates motion in a direction that will take you to where you feel at that moment in time that you want to go yeah but in my experience of life and it kind of comes up and most people you're talking to like their goals to create movement but be open to what happens along the way because what happens along the way could be the clues that you need that your goal is actually it's 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 created from place of your awareness of yourself at that moment in time but the more you grow and expand your goal will change and alter and if it's connected to uh if it's connected to yeah, it's connected to something you really care about and you're changing as a person, then the goal will automatically change over time too. If we have a goal for three years' time and we get to exactly that place and we got it exactly as we wanted to, we potentially missed out on opportunities along the way and become so rigid and controlled about things that we've snuffed out the energy of life that kind of brings around the really important stuff. And um, and I definitely, I, I've got caught up in that myself, um, mm. cut off myself from really important things. Like, no, I want to be the best life coach in the world. Um, but you live and you learn. I, ju- I just think it's important. Um, goals are great to create movement. And then sometimes when we come attached to this, it can be very th- the, the very thing that stalls people from moving anywhere. Because now they're living like, oh my God, I've got to that place. I'm so far away. When it's, well, where are you now? And what's, you know, yeah. where, what, what's, what's right now? What's the, what's a baby step? And that's to create movement. If you knew it was just to create movement and get going somewhere and figure it out as you go along, would that make it easier than thinking that you have to be there and ask to look like that? Yeah. Does that no, make sense? Uh, yeah, no, it definitely makes sense. And it's, it's, um, as you said, it's, and it's, it's, you know, sometimes things happen on the path and, you, and, and there's nothing wrong with the detour I find. And, you know, if you ask me, I don't know, even five, five years ago that I'd be, you know, doing workshops and, you know, them selling out for one, I wouldn't be like everyone, number one fear, public speaking, um, you know, starting a podcast, you know, opening a business, you know, um, all these type of things. Um, I'd be like, you know, good luck. And it was, it was only the fact that I, an opportunity came my way, which I said yes to. And uh, even though I was, how am I going to do that? I think it was, it was co doing some workshops with a psychotherapist on stress management. And, um, I'd never done any public speaking 
at all. I think the closest I had was a presentation at uni for my for my dissertation at the time, which I was freaking out about. And they were my peers; they were people I knew, my friends. But uh, so, anyways, but the fact there was another person there, it was we, you know she talked about the psychology of stress from a psychotherapist standpoint. And then I talk about coping mechanisms and you know exercise and nutrition and sleeping and, and this type of thing. But then, um, you know, there's 35 people in a room. And I remember like the first night I was at the top of the room pretending I was writing something very studious on a piece of paper. And I was just writing affirmations like, you know, you can do this, like, you know, this is going to go really well. But, um, you know, from there, from that thing, then that led to, I was asked to do a night class, teaching a night class in the local community college. Um, and then release your inner brilliance came into, that was what I called it. And then that turned into some, stuff I did in workshops in the hotels and you know these things and as you said these opportunities come if I said you know you know hopefully in five six years time I'll be this this and this but I would maybe missed out on stuff that was happening then and that kind of snowballed into into where where it's happening now and you know it's a path I didn't think I'd be on but I'm really enjoying that where I am if you understand yeah and, and exactly what you just said there of that yeah um, and you also mentioned, I think, on one of them um, about getting out of your own way. And I love that. And uh, is ultimately where magic will uh, choose to show up. Um, question, Thomas, would be, why do you think so many people get stuck? And and even, the, as you said, they can't get out of their own way. How, how can we, you know, maybe why what you're thinking of, of why so many people are stuck and they, they can't take that first step? whether it be to go and see a coach or go and try a business or start a blog or whatever it may be. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Why, why are people so maybe not, not reaching their potential? Yeah. I, well, the, the first thing that's coming into my head is that oftentimes um, in our heads, there's so many, there's, I guess it's different for everyone. I'm just kind of going to go back. It's so different for everyone, but um, there's, you know, you can sit down with people sometimes and, they, and, you know, they're here because they want to get from here to there. And then after a conversation or two, they realize, actually, no, that's what I think I want because, you know, that's that's a dream that somebody else told me that maybe I should have. Okay. And they're just after a spot and actually, it's, it's always going to be hard to move towards something that deep down you don't actually want. But if you're not consciously aware that it's not yours, then of course it's going to be hard and there's going to be resistance and uh, like really strong resistance, especially when it's not yours and it becomes this forced life, becomes this thing where you're, it's like cycling against the wind. It's yeah. it's it's not too bad for a little while or if it's one day, but if it's every day, it's kind of tough. Um, uh, uh, I, I honestly think it comes back to a lack of, not a lack of, like, I guess, for me, I guess I just, I went through school, I loved it, but for me, because of the way I see and, and you know, engage with the world, it's all experiences and conversations and people, and that's where I've taken, when I look back and reflect, I can take a lot from those experiences but there was never anywhere along the way, primary school, secondary school, that actually made you think about you and where you show up best. It was always about what career do you need because, you know, we're coming into a recession. Or yeah. once again, this outside in thing again. Um, so, uh, what I, and then there's people just have a pressure to go at, you know, I think it's on one of those posts I put out as well. Like we all have our own unique paces. Like we all have our, our own nervous system. We all have our own way of thinking. We have our own way of being. There's the way that we do things in the world. Um, and we're odd, like just the way with the world we're in, we compare ourselves a lot to other people. And, and, you know, it's a part of the brain that we need to relate to others, um, and get by in life, but it's become very much so comparison and I'm not, that's so why I'm not good enough. Oh, I can't do that. So I'm not good enough. As opposed to starting to ask ourselves the question, well, from where I, at, what, from where I'm at, what can I do? What are the resources I do have that I know I'm good at? Mm. If I was to start somewhere, 
and nobody in the world is to know about it, what would I do? Because it takes away the, well, no one has to know about it, so what would you do now? Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Uh, just, to, just even to start thinking about it. Um, and I often think that sometimes um, people can think that if they're going to do something, they're going to have to tell everybody and what would everyone else think and what would they say? Yeah. Because oftentimes the people closest to us, we in our heads, we can think that the very people that are going to, they're going to denounce it or be like, why would you do that? Because for a lot of people, the people close to them are the people that are going to be like, don't do that now. Because yeah, for... stay, where you are, stay, stay safe. You've got a good job there. Look, that's fine. It's, it's, it's solid. Like, Yeah. And also if, if when people start to change and, and grow in themselves, you can make the people around you question themselves and they don't want to do that. Yeah. They question their own life and their own. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. So it's not, it's, it's just human, it's just human nature. And it's just to slowly figure out what's for where you're at right now, what will be safe in a first step? It doesn't have to be, you know, it's kind of, I don't know about you, but like for a long time, just with social media and videos and stuff, there was such people roaring about this. You've got to leap outside your comfort zone, jump and the parachute will appear. I, I don't like it. That's fine. If you know that you're going, if there's a sense that there's a bit of excitement too, and you're going mm. in the right direction, mm. but you don't jump just because someone said jump because you got to jump outside your comfort zone. Yeah, like, yeah. What feels right? What's um for where you are in your life right now? Um, what would one step look like? And you know, once again, it's different for all of us. For some of us to stand up on stage would be like life threatening. Yeah. And for someone else, you know, it's okay. I actually don't mind. I've done this in secondary school. So it's yeah. all it's all relative to your own experience of life, where you're at right now, what's important to you right now. And never lose sight of the bigger picture. <laughs> like success is, success is once again it's a subjective thing. But um, uh, you know, where something something I disconnected with along the way was, um, I you know, and I would have spent a lot of my weekends when I was in the nightclubs out and drinking and around people, yeah. and I stopped that. Like I stopped it completely, cut it out because didn't like alcohol. It wasn't good for me, um, and just my association with nightclubs and stuff, I guess. Um, but what I didn't really connect with was like, no, I got such, I just love talking to people. Yeah. And that was your, uh, that was your strength. That was, you know, one of your kind of innate kind of, I suppose, talents that you might not have realized that. And, and that's now become what you do <laughs> as well. Yeah. That's just the person you are, you are like. Exactly. So, um, uh, yeah, just, just look at things. What is it that you need to keep fueled up? If it's coffee with friends, if it's walks on the beach, if it's nights out, if it's, um no we can't do that now but whatever it is don't don't look don't lose sight of the things that you do enjoy um you know what are the things in your life right now that if they were taken away you'd miss them um and we probably have a good sense of that over the last yeah. 15 months or so yeah. so uh yeah but no it's brilliant i found that when i was talking to you beforehand again about that that loss of connection that the members and the clients and the mums and and all the people who associate with the with the gym and stuff um and like this Saturday, we're going on a little um, boat trip over the lakes of Klani and we're going to go walk up to Gap of Dunlow and, and, you know, it's going to be, you know, a little member outing and then the guys are buzzing because, you know, we haven't been able to do these things. Um, yeah. And uh, you just see people like, you know, buzzing for it. And, um, uh, and then maybe every two or three weeks, we're going to do something, something else, but um, you know, that, that, that really brings, you know, brings people alive. And I, I found, I suppose my personality, you know, I wouldn't have been, you know, overly, I, the fact that I was, I picked up sport very well was, was probably a big thing for me in regards to kind of, I suppose, meeting people and, and being, you know, otherwise I think I was a little bit, until I get to know someone, you know, very kind of a little bit more quiet and shy, kind of lack another little bit of confidence, but um, I was confident in some ways, like on the pitch, I suppose, and, and various things. 
But um, I always has a knack of, you know, I always had that empathy anyways, always cared about people always, you know, and that was just my personality anyways, you know, I wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be roaring like a coach or, you know, any of those type of people, I'd be soft-spoken and stuff like that. Um, someone said, you need to put your voice on a meditation CD, Michael, and you'll, uh, you'll make your millions apparently. So <laughs> that's, that's going to have to go. That's going to have to go just the like that. <laughs> um, but it was just, and now it's just something that's developed and, well, I actually had a conversation with a friend, with a guy on the last actually podcast, Alan Devan. He's a good buddy of mine and good trainer. He's in, and we were talking about that connection with his clients. And we're very similar in regards to how we, you know, we're, we're obviously passionate, but also we're passionate about the person and, and their journey. It's not like they're a number, you know, for some, for some places, but it was, you know, you have the empathy of the person and they can connect to you because they know there's a as authentic authenticity, which was going to bring on to the next question was they know you're authentic. They know you're genuine. They know you care about you. And my ethos was always whenever that person's in with me or if they're in with a class with one of my, with my instructors or whatever it is, is that we try and make that's the best part of their day, you know, even if it isn't, but that's our, our ethos is to kind of help make them when they leave this, the, the hour with us or whatever it is, you know, they're, they're, they're buzzing and they actually felt genuine. And I've had people who, who joined me when I first opened in 2017 and they're still, and they're coming on this boat trip now on Saturday, you know? So they're, yeah, they've connected to this community that we have and, and this sort of, sort of bond and they know it's genuine and we know we, we, we they're not just members, they're friends. And, 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 you know, I always kind of had that, but I probably didn't really have an avenue to, you know, and now bringing into to, to what I do, but also life coaching and those things, it just seems to be, as you said, you're always a good, you know, you love chatting to people and, you know, and this is what you do now as a, as a living as well. So that, that's, that's you know, you, it's brilliant, you know, so win-win. But that all authenticity, we're just going to go on to that next and just, um, I know that's something you use as, as an authenticity coach and I found that really powerful because people know when you're being authentic or not. And I I, I talked a little bit about communication in a, in a, in a, uh, workshops I was doing with a corporate company re- recently and we talked about listening and you know as you said being a life coach you know listening is, is a huge skill and and it's not just uh, something that you do you know someone's being authentic or actually listening to you rather than just waiting to reply to you with their own sort of two two pence so h- how important is that and and I know you use that authenticity and just maybe maybe develop that for the listeners if you could Thomas yeah it's a it's I think the journey realizing that it's a journey because we're in transition and evolving and changing all the time is huge. Um, but to be like authentic, like, like there's what, 7.8 billion or 8 billion people in the world or something. Yeah. Everyone brings something unique to the table that nobody else can bring because everybody has, has such a, like I'm from a family of 10 and all are all from the same family. We're all different in so many ways, our experiences of life, how we perceive the world. There's just so many different things that make your journey so unique that even, even the word, like if you got if you got a hundred people in a room, and you got everyone right, we're going to write the word love on the board. If everyone write down what love means to you on this page, you'd have a hundred different answers. There'd be commonalities, but everyone relates the word love in different ways because their experience of life and what love means to them is different. Yeah. So, for me, authenticity is like uh, really important and stepping into it and slowly. It's like they say from you know, from the age uh, zero to seven, you're living, I want to life. You're doing what you want. And you're asking for what you want. From seven onwards, you're listening. There's a lot of what you should do. 
what your parents want you to should you you know what your parents are telling you you should do your cousins your aunties your mm-hmm. teachers the people in your school um there's that desire to belong and be accepted and all that stuff coming in and um and then after that you go on to a journey of kind of you know college you're figuring yourself out and it goes on from there but authenticity is when you get to the place of well it's it's there the whole way along but when you're really looking for authenticity it's going back to the question of well who am i mm-hmm. what's what's unique about me um what's 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 different about me that i need to embrace first before i can expect other people to see it um and we like we all if you're human you probably have masks in different ways because you had to learn masks along the way to feel safe Mm. and it's noticing those masks and letting them you know you're not gonna you're not gonna feel like you can be your full authentic self in every room possible because not everyone um maybe not everyone deserves to see your full authentic you um but who is it how much of your authentic you do you want to show up where you show up and where are those rooms um who are those people and it's going back to it's just a journey of self-discovery that can really just just kind of light your life on fire um like there was a there was a long time there where i thought is this is this it is this is this what life has to feel like do i have to feel this and i was just so long in it i didn't know i was like I, i can still remember being on the bus one day from um angel street back out to Drumcon, and i was like really and you're just i can just hear the you know i, I don't know if you've ever been on some some of those buses it's just people on their phones they're thinking and i'm like i feel like i'm in an existential vacuum here where everyone's wondering what life's all about and they're just on the bus and they're going to keep on going Everything and i just remember is. yeah and that necessarily wasn't everyone else's experience but it reflects what i was thinking at that time mm. and uh i just remember thinking this there ha- is there more could there be more where would I find out? I didn't know nothing about life coaching at the point of having that experience. And, uh, um, but I do think everyone can live a fully charged and fueled life just to be patient with themselves, to be more curious about where their energy shows up. Um, like just to be open. Like, like for example, if you're from the country, it's really, it can be hard because when you're younger, there's football, there's GA. And if you're not involved in GA, <laughs> well, well, nothing else. there's nothing else. And maybe you feel that you don't matter then because people don't know, yeah, because you you're know, not in the club. You're not in the club kind of thing. Yeah, and there's that. You know, I probably have an affinity to the people who who don't feel like, who in school at an early age knew that there was something different about them. And they would have got a hard time in school along the way, but mm. they knew that they were different early and they 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 stayed strong in it. I, like I, looking back, I'm like, well, that's that took incredible because I'm only, took me a long time to, yeah, I'm different. I was really good at hiding the fact that I'm different, yeah. but now I love it. I embrace it and I go out and... Yeah, yeah. You know, conversations with all kinds of people that some of my friends wouldn't scare the living daylights out of them. So it's it's great to be curious about where your curiosity shows up. Know that there's more of you beyond what you already know. There's mm-hmm. conversations out there being had that would you would love. And how can you find out where they're being had? There's experiences out there. Like we live in a big world. Ireland's really small. Mm-hmm. Um and uh like we all like if you think about it over time, we all generally interact in the same spaces with the same people and we can think that that is what reality is but there's so much so many more people in ireland who've such a variety of interests and experiences and ways of living um so be curious about well you know how could i tweak the way i live that would suit more of your innate way of being mm. thinking doing expressing and connecting love um, that love that Getting goosebumps here after that. No, that's brilliant. And 
You've probably seen from my, my page, I like doing a few little doodles and, and little drawings for my that. <laughs> yeah. I love those. Yeah, you're good at the art. I, mean, I think I said that to you there a few a little while ago. Yeah, I, I love I love my drawing. And it's, it's weird, as you said, that it's something that was kind of drummed out of me because I was really into it when I was GCSEs, you know, I suppose it's junior so over here. I did my schooling in England and uh, loved art. I did a lot of ceramics and a lot of drawing and, and then, you know, I had a passion for it. But then it was kind of like, you know, you're not going to really make a living from that, you know. Yeah, that's um, that a kind of question, thing. Yeah. Um, but now, actually, my girlfriend is an abstract artist as well now. Um, but it's, it's, it, you know, it's, and that expression and that, and as you said, and and one of the quotes, it just jumped out at me when you were talking there about, and I, I do like Winnie the Pooh ones because I, I like, I, he's one of my ones I can draw pretty well. But um, it says <laughs> one of his quotes was, "The thing that makes me different is the thing that makes me," and I found that was really, you know, yeah. And it's funny because I remember a vivid memory of going into secondary school and I went to, uh, it was a kind of a, it was a boys' school in Cambridge, I think. And uh, there was two options for uniform. There was like a grey tweed blazer <laughs> and like a charcoal suit thing. So this was the two choices. So I thought, I don't know about the, the tweed blazer, like I was coming from sort of a, the, the working class side of my, my you know, my, my kind of parents uh, came from Ireland, you know, moved to England as in construction and got into this school. I managed to pass an exam somehow when an 11 plus and I got in, but I was maybe a totally different lifestyles to, to a lot of the boys there. But anyways, I turned up, I think it was only me and sort of a, another guy out of maybe hundreds of kids who had this, this charcoal suit on. And I went home that day, like it's my first day of school in tears. I was like, mom, you have to give me this gray, gray blazer. Like, you know, so I felt so <laughs> isolated and, and alone because I was different. I was, you know, I wanted to blend into the crowd and not be noticed, you know? Yeah. So I found that was really profound for, for life as a metaphor. And, and as you said earlier on about the ones who you seemed as a bit quirky or a bit of a dreamer tend to got chastised and like, oh, they're, you know, this weirdo in the corner, but these are the ones who went on to, and they were their authentic self and they carried on and they probably went on to develop, you know, some of the people who've created the, the most amazing things probably were, were these type of boys in their, and girls in their school. And they were seemed as, oh, you know, you want to stick with the crowd and, you know, keep your head below the water. But as you grow older, you know, it's, it, that's fine. You know, like my nephew's eight and he, he's, he's autistic now. He's kind of got a good bit of, pre, of early intervention, which was, you know, helped him out a huge amount. He's kind of on the spectrum, but maybe not high end. He's come on really well. He's in mainstream and he has an SNA and stuff. But like I put that up, I think it was his birthday. And I put that quote up and I did a message about, you know, you know, these, it's, you know, that's what makes him amazing. Like, you know, he's, he's authentic, you know, he's, Maybe he's he's a little quirky. He's brilliant at the piano. His his math is like better than mine. I'd say, <laughs> but it's yeah, yeah, it's embracing the different, and I think that's really powerful. And I think you know we need to bring that into to like schools. And you know, I go in and do a lot of school talks as well. And you know, it's okay. It's okay to be you know different from other people. You know, you know, it's, it's actually a good thing. <laughs> do you know what I mean? It's the greatest gift that you have. Is what makes you different. It's like I like that uniform thing. Even like just even. I, like I understand while it's so there and it's so it can be very very challenging to try and be different and do something different because you're it's almost a safety thing oh well I've gone you know I've been I've gone so far in life now doing this and this is yeah, yeah. At, at so many levels like not even just like at a, at a, at a body level as a nervous system, like so many levels it's like this has worked for so long so leaving that can be tough but imagine if every kid came into school and it wasn't about being labeled or diagnosed it was about okay so how, how does this kid operate best what what is it they need to to learn better and, and there's so many different ways of learning. I imagine it would be tough, but imagine if there was a system where you have a kid, you know, you're walking into school for the first day and they're 
a little nervous and they're wondering but but you as a parent know oh yeah this school is going to watch for how they learn best what they need what yeah. space they need and and do their best to facilitate it i'm sure there is schools that do it. i'm yeah i'm probably not the person to be talking about it, but um but you just get the sense a long time that it's oh oh you're very fidgety you know you need to be you need to sit down and you know, stay focused and don't, and for some people that's not, it's, there's nothing wrong with them. That's just not who they are. It's not. Yeah. I think I heard on a podcast once that, um, I don't know, can, I can't even remember where it's from, but it's a really powerful story about there was a girl and they liked that her parents were brought into school and they were saying she can't sit still. She's fidgeting. And they were inside the office of the headmistress or headmaster or whatever at the time. And the girl was with the parents and the girl sort of stood up and started dancing around, you know, oh, yeah. she actually was, she, that's how she expressed. She was a dancer, like, you know, and they, and then she went on to be actually a really high level dancer, I think, but it was, it was, they were seeing this as being bold or being, you know, disobedient or so she couldn't sit still, but that was, she was, this was, this is what was her thing. It, it lit her up and it was this, you know, whereas it was more like stop doing that. Whereas, you know, it was, it, it filled her with joy and she could see she was buzzing from it and just wanted to move her body like, mm. you know. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. oh that's, oh, I, lo- I love stories like that. I think it was a Rory stories who shared that. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I think I've seen that. Yeah, I know I heard it yeah. somewhere. Oh, yeah, things like that. It's it's like, or even if you go on to TED Talks and you look up uh, things like the creatives, uh, the artists, um, like it's, you know, it's quite heavy. and it, it, It's understandable going from, in the past, like what her parents and her grandparents might have known to a time when education was so important and it's drilled in, but we still forget there's people that would thrive in life where education looks different. Yeah, exactly. So, and, like, and it's more oh. like it's how, 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 how well can you regurgitate information is more like, whereas it's, you need to be started bringing it. And I know there is, I have heard things that they're starting to bring in maybe mindfulness stuff and, you know, there are schools who are actively trying to, but just another little story. This is actually from my primary school. I must have been 10, 11. And we had a teacher who was way above, above ahead of her time. I remember her name, Miss Kaluza. She was Polish. And I remember, and she used to, every single morning before we went in, when we went in, so whatever time, nine o'clock, we went into an adjacent classroom next door and we had circle time. So this was every morning for maybe 20 minutes, half an hour. We'd all sit in a circle and you know we'd have the chats and we'd maybe play a couple of games um maybe a little bit of breathing stuff like she was way ahead of the curve and this was like 1990 like we're talking away back now um but we did another thing where there was it was affirmations and things like we had there was there was someone say everyone got a turn so every day it was a different uh, pupil that went in into the middle of the circle and you'd go around and you'd say you know say you know a positive thing about michael or kira or whoever it was and so that was like looking back this was like it filled this person with like they were buzzing like it'd be like you know he's she's really funny or he's a good footballer whatever it was but you say something positive and then you could pick somebody if you were in the middle you could pick a friend to do like art at lunchtime or something which was a big thing you know painting or something and like you know she just she just that wasn't on the curriculum but that's just and like so that settled everyone down everyone was in a good mood and it started the day perfectly you know so amazing just that little thing. And we used to love circle time, you know, and we'd be, oh, circle time now. And then we'd go in. You'd be, you'd be sort of going into class then, like more sort of settled and relaxed. I think she was, you know, she, that was like amazing. Like, do you know what I mean? Oh, wow. Yeah, that's those small things have profound effect on somebody. Yeah. And and um, as those people that I still remember now because they did something for me at the time, you know, 
and um, made a big impact on, on me going forward. And I think that that it was just like a, a circle of empathy. You know, it was all positive stuff. We had played a little few games in and you're just ready for the day rather than, you know, sit down, open your books, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You've got loads of information to learn now for that big, big, and <laughs> big important exam that's going to determine your whole life in 16 years. <laughs> I know. And I suppose more so over here when I came over, like A-levels are big enough over there, I suppose. Um, you had to get sent. Again, I suppose it is points or whatever to get into uni and stuff. But when I came over to Ireland, I, I just the pressure on the leaving cert was just reckless like and I've actually gone into the there's a school next to my gym St Bridget's and um, presentation school it's a girls school and I've been in maybe three four times in the last two years pre-covid and talked to the girls going into their pre's for their leaving certs like and they were stressed to the nines and you know just giving them a few exercises they can do just to calm down and, and little management um ways and uh that you know I, I, I don't know if it was just I just felt the pressure over here was 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 even more. But like that, I remember doing history A, a level. I don't know why I did. I just enjoyed the subject. I picked three subjects I enjoyed, um, and uh, my hand was nearly broken at the end of the exam. It was like four hours or three hours of writing assignments, just yeah. like, or just re- regurgitating what you'd mem- remembered about Nazi Germany or whatever it was at the time that we were we were talking about. But like learning stuff like circle time and those life skills and you know, that's where it needs to go. And, you know, it's going to take some time, but I think, you know, there's a few schools around here anyway, starting to implement some well-being or some mindfulness classes into their curriculum. Um, so uh, hopefully, um, you know, that's only going to stand them in good stead going forward, you know? Yeah. Well, it should be, it should be so amazing if they had a system that facilitated the people and not the economy, because then there wouldn't be as much need for mindfulness because people would be content in their own skin. Sure. Yeah, great point. But but that's um yeah maybe I'm thinking I'm sure there's a bracket or a box people can put me in for that kind of thinking. But <laughs> um, yeah, no, definitely. But uh, look, hopefully we'll see, we'll see. But uh, um, yeah, hopefully they'll start making a, a few little changes. Yeah, again, I mentioned him earlier. One of our mutual friends, Jerry, and I think Joe Dispenser said it a lot. And I know you mentioned beforehand about you are now doing some postcard. You're going to go into is it spirit spirituality? Um, and it was a great quote and it's, I put it up as a quote of the week, I think, um, before, and I drew, drew something with it. It's like, um, we are not human beings having spiritual experience. We're spiritual beings having human experience. And that just mm. blew my head right off. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. When I first heard that, I was like, cause do you remember Jerry gave the example when, and it was one of the talks I think I, I went to see him this before I really knew him and, and had interaction with him before he came on the podcast and stuff. And he was talking about the chair analogy with the weights and, you know, oh, yeah. that I was like, what just happened? Like it just, when he, and the way he delivers it, you know yourself, it's like, but it was like, you know, would you lift a chair if, if your child was underneath him and was about to die and everyone's hand goes up and I was like, <laughs> it's because you've tapped into something bigger than the physical. And you see stories all the time, people lifting cars off people and, how do they do it? And it's because they've tapped into another level of spirituality and being. And I know just talking like that, you lit up there and you were smiling and you, you could see your reaction because that's, you know, that's something you're really interested in. Talk us through that and what that spirituality kind of means to you. Uh, to me, it's evolved over time. Um, something I'm getting, to be honest, is something I'm getting more comfortable talking about um, because there's, there's, there's few people, um, there's, there's, you know, it's people I've met along the way and conversations have sparked and um, would have been 2018, I think my, I guess you call it a spiritual awakening where you're like, you just start to see the world in a very different light. Um, and yeah, for me, I guess, so it's a, it's a master's in applied spirituality. I'm starting in September and I, I'm buzzing. I remember, you know, after leaving college, I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not, um, 
I won't be going back there again. <laughs> and I loved college. I loved it. But the academic side of things, just the way they wanted to do it, and it was so structured and rigid and just didn't suit my style of thinking or the way I show up. Um, but this is all about integrating your spiritual experience and awareness. Um, and for me, spirituality is very much so. I like Like for me, I just... I do think we're guided by something much more powerful in ourselves. There is a much bigger picture out there way beyond what I think we can mentally even comprehend. Maybe Um, for me, feelings have guided the way for me a lot of the time. I think I mentioned earlier on about that feeling, um, feeling in the office when I was like, Oh, what's, what was that feeling? Walked into, and just the way things have happened that it just, you couldn't, you couldn't, if you tried explain, um, and and this like there's a few stories I'd love to tell, but I actually think they scare the daylights out of people, so I won't. But uh, um, yeah, for me, it's a it's a way of being. Like on my on my Instagram, you'll see things about slowing down, speed up. When you slow down in life, you give it a chance for life to actually show up for you. And that's that's like when we I you know when we get stuck in our head, we're very you know we can routine our lives away so that we don't live our lives and the spiritual thing is giving you know for for me like my you know someone asked me a while ago what, what would be my spiritual practices my spiritual practices are going for a swim every day i be in the water i don't do in the water mm. so I, I i float around and i just tune into my body and the sea tells me where i'm at um i some days i'll cycle because just good to get exercise some days i'll walk just to notice things along the way um i'll go out into barna woods I might sit there for a while and just like almost like connecting with a sense of oneness with everything around you. And it's, mm. it, it's really, I don't know. I just, there's been a few experiences over the last, the last like COVID really. There's one experience in particular where my mind was racing really fast at the beginning of COVID and uh, some, something shifted, something happened in a space two or three days and I was in pure bliss for two or three days. I, I, I can't really put words in it. Um, uh, I'll t- um, there was a house I went into in Barna. My a, f- a friend of mine and her, his partner were staying in the house in Barna. I went out to visit, and as soon as I walked into the house, I knew, oh, there's something different about this house. I could feel the energy, feel it, and it kept coming into my head a few days after. You know, uh, you know, right to the owner of that house. So I wrote to the owner of the house like wrote them a letter and dropped it in the letterbox yeah and um he called me up the next day after he got it which was a few weeks later and um, was an airbnb that my friends were staying in and he was like jesus it was very courageous of you to to send that message <laughs> to send that letter i'd love to have a conversation with you we had the most fascinating conversation about spirituality about life about what matters about um how things can come to you when you kind of let go of having to be anywhere else and like that slowing down thing again yes it's about um and there's been just so many, like bumping in. Like it's just, uh, there's, there's, um, I don't know. It's for me, it's really brought a deeper understanding of of um, a world that is going on that maybe we can't see. The world of the non-physical, the kind of esoterical, the, the, um, yeah, all, all, all that kind of stuff. And, yeah. um, like, um. Yeah, I would have been someone before, hundred percent, head racing, rushing around the place, thinking I'd be all these kind of different things to different people. But slowing down, creating space has allowed me to see what's important, mm. to connect with what matters, and I just you just notice more things, and realize well actually there's no need to race around at all, yeah. and 
like I, I enjoy walks now more than anything. Like I wouldn't, I, I don't drink anymore because it just doesn't do anything for me anymore. Yeah. My life is so good without it, but that's because of my connection to my, you know, my, the, my spiritual side and what matters to me and um, finding all those different things and conversations. And like you mentioned, your, your, your partner's an abstract painter. Like I'm doing abstract painting the last while for myself. Never thought I'd be doing it. Yeah. Just these small things fuel me up that I don't need things. I need less things outside of myself. And it's, yeah. it's not, it's not, uh, it's not perfect by any means. It's like, it's up and down like that human mm. experience, which is just evolving, always evolving. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. That's, it's probably not one clear answer, but it's, it's, that's, yeah, what, no, that's, that's what comes to mind. No, I love, I love that. And I love when you said, and I wrote it down, you, we, we routine our lives away. I love that. And we do, we kind of get into this sort of onto the hamster wheel. And, and what I find the most disadvantageous thing I think in life is going through the motions like, you know, and I find, and I was at a point there in 2016 where I was falling out of love with the industry. I, was, I didn't know where I was going, what I was doing. Um, and, um, you know, it was more kind of being in the doing mode where I needed to be a bit more in the being mode. And I said, look within. <clears throat> and then, you know, went did that weekend course. And then I started thinking a little bit more laterally. And I was like, look, there's, I'm not, this isn't, I'm actually getting, you know, my mood is down. You know, I, I this isn't fulfilling me. You know, this isn't what, you know, I think I'm, I, I, I need to be doing, you know, um, and then, you know, whatever else. And then when I started and I definitely think like hundred percent agree and there's things even recently, and I spoke to Alan again on the last podcast about this very mm. thing about I could be, and it's happened more recently, a lot more times recently where I've, I've, I've started to think about somebody, somebody came into my head and I was like, I yeah. need to speak to this person and I need to, I need to connect with them. And I did it with Pat Falvey, he's a friend of mine, you know, the adventure Pat, and he was on the podcast before, but, and then he phoned me then about two hours later. And I'm like, this, you know, <laughs> yeah. he's, and Alan was saying, he, he was going home to Port McGee, South Kerry there the last day for a match. And he thought about somebody again, came into his head. He walked into a shop randomly, like a garage, and the person was in there and they had a great conversation. Like, And it's like, so, you know, I 100% believe there's definitely, um, you know, and, and kind of Joseph Spencer and, and, and Jerry was saying, you know, that, and, and I said, that quote just really, really blew my mind. It's like, we're, we are spiritual beings. We're energy, you know, we're made up of, you know, we are made up of the, the, the stars, the cosmos, whatever you want to call it, but we are, and it's a moving parts. Like you ever see, pretend that, you know, someone's looking at you and you turn around and someone is looking at you, you know, as in someone's staring at, you know, that's energy, yeah. that's energy, you know, and that, that's the pure example of, of, of things. But yeah, no, it's funny you say that because it's starting to happen more and more and things are starting to happen when, you know, it's kind of thinking and being there. And what I'm doing, like you said, there's, we're surrounded by beauty here. I'm really lucky in Kalani and National Parks. And I love just going out, even just popping out for an hour on my own, just walk into the park. And before I might be maybe listen to a podcast or listen to music, but now I'm kind of, you know, I'm taking the headphones off and just being at the last day. There's a, a really lovely area down by Ross Castle. That's where we're starting the boat trip actually on, on the weekend, but there's a really flat rock. There's a sort of beachy area, summer shining. I laid on that rock for, I would say about 40 minutes. Just, oh, wow. Just, and all like, and there's hardly anyone around the time I was listening to the waves lapping in. That's par paradise right there. You know? oh, yeah. and, and like, I, I, I'm now starting to be in the being mode. Obviously we need to get stuff done, but you know, it's, it's not just, okay, I need to do this, need to do that. No, do I really need to, you know, do I really have to do that? You know, can I just, you know, take a bit of time for me? So no, I think that, that, that that's, that's a beautiful way of thinking and best of luck with the masters now. And, uh, I think it's going to be a, it's, it's, it's perfect for you. So it really fit your, uh, fit where you're going. 
Yeah, yeah, thank you. Um, I think so. I think my coaching is kind of that way aligned. It's all about the inner world um, and expressing yourself in a way that's aligned in the outer world. And the Masters just bring um, a lot more depth to that. Yeah, brilliant. Um, one last question. <laughs> no problem at all. Uh, I know I've kept you for, 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 for a good while there. Um, is there anything that you have either read or seen? Like we talked about TED Talk or is there any book? I know you mentioned the book by Bonnie Weirboy before. But is there anything kind of that's literally stopped you in your tracks and was like had a profound effect on you that you'd recommend to say, say um, the, the listeners of the, the Lean Into Life podcast? Yeah. Um, well, there's a few actually. So a few is fine. A few is good. <laughs> I'll give two I'll, gi- I'll give i'll give two so one is kind of anybody everyone can relate to it and then if there's anyone on a kind of spiritual journey of their own a book that might kind of relate for them too so um tuesdays with mari ever read it i've i've heard of it i haven't read it tuesdays with mari i've heard it's unreal is it oh you'll have to well I, I i've read it two or three times now and it just brings it's just so relatable it's like it's this student who um when he was in college, he meets this professor and he's talking about all these things that he doesn't really get, like really questioning life and they kind of come back to the who are you question and what matters. Yeah. And uh, he makes a promise to his professor at the end of um, when he's graduating, you know, he'll stay in touch, but he doesn't. And he, he comes across him on a news segment or something and he's got this disease, which means he's only a certain amount of time to live. Okay. So he ends up spending every Tuesday with him having conversations about life. And the author, Mitch Album puts it into a book to pay for all of um uh Maury's uh expenses huh. not like the intention wasn't to make it a big book the intent, yeah. once again this is an inside out kind of a thing it was written with an intention and then it became something huge that like profoundly impacted so many people and it's just it's so relatable it's written i think in the I could be wrong 19 late 1980s early 1990s but they're talking about all the same things that we talk about today in terms of being distracted and rushing around and even though the outside world has changed the human experience in it is kind of very similar so that is just a lovely one to take and go at your own pace and anyone can relate it back to themselves it's it's a lot it's such a lovely such a lovely read and it, it just it's 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 one of those things where maybe if you're not ready to go for a life coach or maybe or to to support whatever that might look like for you or if you you know you're not at the stage where you'd like to reach out or it just feels uncomfortable at this moment in time the chooses with mari book it'll bring you back to it, it it'll wake some I, I feel it'll wake something up in yeah and people and it's such a lovely story based and i love that sort of okay. parable story approach just, i can't um, wait to read that now oh it's i'll order yeah. that later i'll order that this evening that'll be my um that'll be one of my um wins today order tuesdays yeah. with maury and what was the other one you were mentioning yeah the other one is this the celestine celestine i don't know is that how you pronounce it, but the celestine prophecy and it, and uh it goes to the different stages it's a parable thing but it's, it's through the through that the the medium of a story and it goes to the nine insights on a spiritual journey for him and a very relative and once again it's something that you can hear yourself in it um and if people because I know not everyone's into reading and it's not for everybody. So there's, it's actually on YouTube as well. It's a video on YouTube, um, yeah. The Celestine Prophecy. So both. Um, so there, there's two books that could be helpful for people. Excellent. No, really good. I think the, I'll definitely get those two. And again, I think I've heard of the second one as well, but just haven't read it so or looked at it. So I'll check that out. Thanks for that, Thomas. Um, where can people find you, your web, website and online? What, what, where can people... Um, uh, and I'm sure from listening to this, they want to they want to know more and they want to listen more. So where can they find you? 
Thomas McCormick.ie. Um, I need to have a bit of updating on technology and the old online stuff wouldn't be my uh it wouldn't be where i express myself the best <laughs> but yeah, i'm yeah. getting there uh so very good pages very good thank you uh but thomas mccormick.ie um just drop a message or uh thomas at tmclifecoach.com uh if you want to just have a chat around just drop me an email and let yeah. me know what's on your mind um or the instagram is the dot authenticity dot coach I was trying to just be my name because that would be authenticity to the core um <laughs> but the authenticity coach just it, it just fit fits right so yeah, just does. drop me a message there and i'll um i'll get back to you when i see it that's brilliant man um thanks for coming on i know we kind of briefly connected on the sort of the mastermind kind of coaching group i never really had a, a proper chat and we were saying you know you know with that mayo connection so we'll have to touch base at some stuff <laughs> yeah. and just looking and since i connect and look and watching your stuff you put up and you know it's very kind of similar mindset and and again providing service helping people and you know you know as i said that's something that i buzz off and even just talking to us for the last 40 45 an hour you know there's still had plenty of like hair standing up goosebump moments here myself so it just shows that energy is coming through zoom okay yeah. <laughs> love um, that but no, I really appreciate you coming on. Really good chat. And I think the guys are going to get a lot from it. So uh, thank you. And, and best of luck with, um, you know, your coaching and your masters. And uh, definitely we'll, uh, we'll, uh, we'll have to meet at some stage. And uh, I, I'll be back in Galway anyway. So I'll have to go for a walk uh, and, uh, and, and, and a chat. But um, yeah, no, thanks a million for coming on. And uh, uh, hopefully um, um, we'll, uh, we'll see you soon some stage. Michael, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for having me on. Uh, it's great to see. It's great to see other men having conversations of depth and yeah, taking the full human experience into it. Um, and I actually, I, um, I, I think I could be wrong, but I, the, I think the the first time I seen you was on that mastermind that time. Yeah. Uh, so I obviously based on the Zoom. So I don't know how tall you're. And uh, I was cycling, cycling or walking along in Galway. One day, and I was like, "That face looks very familiar." I was flying by. I was like, "Jeez, he's about seven foot ten." That guy <laughs> is Michael seven <laughs> foot ten. <laughs> was that me? Was it? I'm not sure. It looked a lot like it, so I think it could have been. Um, Where was it in Galway? Uh, it would have been on the corner of. I'm quite visual, so I can like I can remember. It's like the insult hill at the end of the walk. You turn right to go towards town, kind of that direct. It was. Yeah, that, was I was I was I walking with uh, my? I've, I think it was when I was with my niece. She's she's very tall as well, actually. I don't know if I was with somebody, but yeah, I was back in Galway maybe, was it the three or four weekends ago? It could have been because we walked out to Salt Hill from town and then we went back again. That's mad. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm about 6'5". <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I knew there was a bit of height, right? I was like, well, it's a tall fella now and he looks very, that could be Michael. Yeah, no, it was. I'd say it was because I was back. The first time I've been back since uh, Christmas, actually. So I got to, my parents have been double vaxxed and and everything so i went back and it was great and then i took my sirsha for the day sirsha and my niece we went for the day down to into town and had a walk around went out to salt hill and got a bit of lunch and a bit of and an ice cream it was hot really hot that day so we went down to the beach yeah and we parked in town so that probably was me yeah definitely that's mad yeah this yeah. guy so it was yeah. like once i seen you that day if it was you was like oh yeah i think i'll be talking to him again so, <laughs> yeah i just knew <laughs> there you go no that's brilliant that's a great story no yeah i think yeah. that was me um but yeah brilliant small world um, so we, we, we're we meant to connect all right um no brilliant man appreciate it and uh mayo for sam and all that thanks, thanks man michael <laughs> mayo for sam we'll keep saying it <laughs> for as long as we have to it's really funny like I, I i do this presentation and 
I have the one slide I use quite a lot in them and it's just a bit of an icebreaker. And I have, you know, the picture on Google with the Mayo house, it's green and red. It's like an old sort of ruins of a house. It's got like up Mayo or whatever. And I pop that up and then I write in like Mayo for Sam. And I think I've since 2018 or I just changing the year. <laughs> like 21 22 uh look we'll keep we, we live in hope that's we're hopeful people uh yeah that'll uh, uh, um, that'll we'll take up there. a lot of a lot of space in your hard drive that picture <laughs> in a few years <laughs> we'll get there maybe one day please god but uh yeah no brilliant stuff and uh no thanks million for coming on again and uh we will talk to you soon uh i hope perfect gentlemen talk to you soon thanks michael yeah, guys, excellent. Uh, that's a wrap on Thomas McCormack, um, the authenticity coach. A brilliant conversation there. I'm sure you agree. So if you liked it, um, it'd be great if you could rate us on Apple Podcast. Give us a rating there and a review would be brilliant. <clears throat> um, I think we need to get this out to as many people as possible. Um, you can also tag the gym on your story or, or um, hashtag lean into life and um yeah let's uh let's 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 share it with people we think will benefit so um delighted that's episode three of the lean into life done and uh, looking forward to the next guest already so uh take care guys and i will speak to you very soon thanks a million bye bye